cheers to episode 52. Cheers. Water. Cheers. Water. Yeah, that was quite the swallow <laughs> on the on the audio there. Really? Yeah. It's pretty gross. Did you hear it again? No, I didn't hear it that time. Yep. I heard that one. <laughs> Water. 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 Wow. Evan. No excuses for you. Sorry. Unless you unless you're you have an announcement that you're no, I don't have out. no. Oh, one sec. What? He said one sec. Give him a sec, dude. He's about to rip a shot. I think he is. I think he is. What are you doing? He got a little shooter. Oh, man, he's going in. Oh, that's not as exciting. Is that wine? Yeah, I thought it was going to be some hard wine. Uh, I just didn't want... I want someone to take a sip at the beginning. My bad. I made my my lips purple. Tonight is Monday, December 27th, 7.06 p.m., and we're back. It feels like we haven't done one of these in like a forever. Am I wrong? No, it feels like a month we haven't since we haven't done this. It's only been what a week. Yeah, we've been two weeks. We technically didn't record. Yeah, we didn't record a show one week. We just compiled a best of, which was kind of fun to do making it because you forget that this show started when Stafford was technically still our quarterback, and like going back and listening to it. It's kind of funny. Evan, you said immediately that you hated it. You triple hated it. You said, I triple, triple hate this move, getting golf. And then Alex kind of foresaw the end. He was like, I really like Jared Goff as a person. I'm not sure how much I'm going to like him as a player. <laughs> and it turned out yeah. to be true. Um, but we always struggle with these because a lot has transpired with the re- weekly recap because we, we had to think about Quite two, a bit. two weeks back. So it's probably going to be more of our around the horn. Because I think one of us going on like a rant of two weeks of what we did would probably get kind of boring. So I'll do the elephant in the room. Alex and I got COVID-19. Ooh. The Omnicron. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I can guarantee it. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I can guarantee that that's what I have. Alex, since you were the first one in the apartment... That we live in Taylor that contracted it. Would you like to walk through the logistics of said virus? Sure, sure, I'd love to. So um, I was exposed on a Saturday evening at a bar. I'm presuming because multiple people I was with also ended up testing positive the same day as me. So uh, I was at a super spreader event, a COVID party. Um. So that was Saturday, felt fine Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I, you know, had a weird ache in my back, but I felt totally fine, just like a little back pain, pain. I was like, ah, maybe I pulled something at the gym or something, or maybe, you know, just my back, you know, it just hurts. Some people might get that reference. Sick brag that you lift. Uh, Yeah, I was waiting for someone to do that. So then, uh... I went to a basketball game Tuesday night. Yikes. 
Not smart. Second, know. second super spreader event of the week. Michigan State, yeah. Oakland. I went to LCA. And then after that, you know, I was fine. I went to bed feeling all right. And then while I was sleeping, uh, hot flashes. It's like full sweat and then full freezing. Uh, terrible headache. Like a weird cough. Whole body hurt. Woke up in the morning. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't think I can go to work. But I was I got ready as normal, and then I realized Grant had some uh, rapid tests. Did one says it takes fifteen minutes for the results. Um, mine was positive in like the first sixty seconds. It's like, oh, I probably have it. <laughs> and uh, I just awkwardly was went uh, over to Grant's room. Was like, hey man, um, I have COVID. So uh, <laughs> great way to wake <laughs> up. <laughs> Gonna call my boss and let him know I can't come into work. He should probably take a test at some point. And yeah, and I felt terrible that whole day. Pretty much slept all day long. Had a terrible headache all day. And then the next day I felt pretty normal. And then now I feel fine. So just really just one day of bad sickness. And then myself, I was like, well, I don't really know exactly how this disease works. I know people that have been in close contact that haven't gotten it, but... Alex took a sip of my beer that Tuesday night. So I'm like, I feel like that's about as direct as you can get uh, without kissing someone. So, <laughs> which we did not do. So I was like, well, oh. I'm probably going to get this disease. I just didn't know when, when the symptoms hit. So I was like, all right, well, talking to my family, like maybe I will be able to come home from Christmas, but we'll see. Woke up the 24th, which was two days after, um, Alex felt the symptoms Wednesday morning. I felt mine Friday morning. Uh, it just felt like um, for people that had bad reactions to the first dose of the vaccine, that's what it felt like. Like chills at night. I, th- um, I think the aches. reactions to the vaccines was the second vaccine. Maybe, okay. The second shot. Fair. Yeah. Got them a long time ago. They probably had worn off at this point. Uh, so it just felt probably. like that lasted kind of like a day. I will say, though, like it does last a little bit. Like I still say right now, still stuffed up, as you can probably hear, and then have like a mild cough and feel like a little bit weaker than normal. But other than that, pretty much back to normal. And then pretty much just have to wait a few more days and test negative. And we are back to normal life. Well, I take a test tomorrow. If I'm negative, I'm good to go. Right. Alex's timeline's a little bit. Uh, it's going to be really awkward when he's out and about and I'm just sitting here shaking my fist still. Well, the CDC just said five days now, so. They did drop that on us tonight. They just. They dropped that today. They cut it in half from 10 to 5, which seems aggressive. I was on the 7 plan anyways. So. So. That's COVID. And that you know what? Evan, as you can remember, um, that's probably karma for Alex and I saying that COVID was dead probably like six months ago. We just kept saying COVID's <laughs> dead. But for the record. I said it thousands of times. For the record, COVID is dead in the summertime. That is a fact. In the summertime, COVID doesn't exist. In the wintertime, I guess it does. And Evan, shout out you for just not getting it or just not showing symptoms of it and not getting tested smartly. Um, I have zero symptoms. Um, Christmas went on in my house. Uh, yeah, it was great. I was also at the uh, basketball game in LCA. Did not sit next to Alex. We were across the entire arena. Yep. Good thing we didn't get tickets next to each other. We can hop in there. Oh, I mean, yeah. how 
how packed was that game? I didn't see you during the game, Evan, but like my first thought when I walked into the lower bowl was like, wow, this is a lot of people. Great, great environment. I was expecting it to be like that full because oh. it's just Detroit and Michigan State fans travel well. And then afterwards, I was seeing like people like, oh, this is my first time to a game in two years because of COVID or whatnot. And, mm, yikes. They were at a super spreader and they didn't even know it. <laughs> no, so I think I, that was a highlight. Uh, family Christmases, everything's cool, calm, and collective in my life. All right, the yeah, ba- the I basic- didn't have a family Christmas. Neither did Grant. We had a family Christmas together. Evan, I used, your, I used this Zoom account for my family Christmas, so I didn't have to run into the one-hour limit. Wow. So shout out you in MSU education. You're welcome, man. <laughs> so the basic question is... Uh, what everyone get? What did you guys get, Evan? Anything? Anything fun? I didn't get anything that exciting. No, I just I don't really ask for much anymore because I'm almost twenty five, and it's really like uh, I don't that, need anything. That's my argument. Twenty five years young, baby. No Nerf guns. No Nerf guns. No nothing. Couple pairs no of clothes, VR headsets. Some money. No VR headset. No. Um, I don't really see me using something like that, Alex. So. <laughs> Only at, well, take that back. Um, daily leisure, I wouldn't use it. Nightly leisure, I probably would. Um, <laughs> you can, uh, yeah, you can probably looks, look at the stars with that thing on. Yeah, that's what I would be doing, you know. There's well, friend of the podcast is going to be a billionaire in the metaverse of VR, <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, that's super fun. What do you get, Grant? Um, Talk us through them. I got. I think the the most expensive thing I think I asked for was a pair of sheets. So that just tells you how old we're getting. Uh, I just wanted a nice pair of sheets. So I was like, hey, I'm never going to buy them on my own. So this feels like a good opportunity too. Got I'm going to use them every day. So I think it's it's a it's a nice gift. Yeah, I'm going to try not to wash them for a year. So uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a new pair of shoes as well. That was sweet. Um, that's like the big stuff. I got a lot of like stocking stuff or type stuff, which I'll use it's like some soaps, some stuff like that, some socks, some Bombas socks. My mom saw them on Shark Tank. She said they're really soft, so I'll let you guys know how those go. Sweet. Hashtag ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, free sponsors. Mm-hmm. Alex, what did you get for Christmas? I got a coffee pot. New coffee machine. Now, no, before, anyone, machine. before anyone laughs out there, it's no, a pretty nice coffee no, pot. No, it's not that, not that fancy. It, it mainly the main feature that my old one didn't have. Well, this one's bigger for one, and then two stainless steel. Yeah, that's another important feature. And then you can set it so it just makes the coffee in the morning without me having to go in there and do it myself. It's the only added benefit. It's just a coffee pot. Yeah, you don't, I don't know. Does Alex strike you as like an espresso type of guy? I don't know if he really does for me. No, not really. Maybe. I'd love to hear what you think. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like you're just a bunch of cups of coffee guy. But I feel like if you're a guy that just got into coffee, not because you need the caffeine, like having an espresso machine and getting that shot of espresso every morning, quicker, Now, espresso... You have to like buy that, right? It's like different than just coffee. Like, how? What is espresso? Yep. And it's more most like natural form. What is it? Yep. They might know. I'm on that. 
right now. I, I have an idea. Maybe I'll do my guess. My guess is it's just like coffee. Like, uh, mm, I'm trying to make it like, like does a, it come from a bean? Is I'm it an espresso to, bean? I'm trying to make it like a drug analogy where like, so I mean, I know the like effects of it. Like You're co- taking 800. Coffee is like, yeah. And coffee is like beer. And like espresso is like a shot of vodka. It's just more. No, no I, I know what it is. I'm saying what does it actually look like? Well, is it just like a uh, coffee bean? That you, is it just the same as coffee beans? It's just this one's more potent. It's actually espresso is a form of how you roast the coffee. It's, it's just how you method of Italian yeah, origin. Yeah. Wow. But usually it's lesser liquid than coffee, although you can like make like n- the fancy Nespresso's. You can buy certain pods. I've mm, seen my where family has one. Yes. Yeah. Get no, not a big deal. You get a full cup of coffee with like the shot of espresso in it. Mm-hmm. And then you're really tweaking. An espresso is a shot of concentrated coffee. You mainline that. You streamline that right into the blood. Made by forcing very hot water at a high pressure through finely ground coffee beans. So technically, we could do this ourselves. Sounds like a nuclear reactor situation. Mm-hmm. Good luck, man. I don't think I could. I was just gonna. My whole reason for asking all that was: is espresso like expensive? Because I feel like if it wasn't expensive, people would probably do it more often. They just make it in their own regular pot. I think it's expensive for the quantity you get. Like price per ounces of liquid is definitely more expensive than a. 99 cent cup of coffee from Speedway. Yeah. But it's you guys like Speedway's coffee? Tasty. Sorry, super off topic, but I've never had it. I mean, you feel like a Speedway coffee guy. Like I you used definitely to had it. Yeah, I used to, I had it hundreds of times. The only time I've tried to acquire it is with Evan uh, after a morning basketball run in our coach that we were scared of picked us up and offered us to take us there and we thought we were in trouble but he was just being nice guys just i was in nice the car too. bought us breakfast you were not with us alex comstock drove us yes i was no way i was in the car i guarantee it feels like you wanted to be it was just evan and i i'm 100 how sure. would i remember that comstock drove us from speedway after we walked there because we came we came back to the school like really shaken up and told everyone about it because we were nervous. Guys, who else were my friends? I was clearly with you guys. Job. I don't think you were. Grant, I remember it. <laughs> I remember being there. I just didn't remember that Evan tried to get a coffee. We we all did. That's why I don't think you were there. Well, I don't like. I didn't like coffee in high school, so I, maybe I just didn't try to get a coffee. I'm on to you. I think you're trying to fit into this one. I don't think you were there. The first time I ever even tried coffee was at work at Irvin with Evan. Wow. He doctored it up and I thought it was sweet and it gave me a massive headache. Really? There's a lot of sugar in it. Did it make you go to the, go to the did it make you go to the bathroom instantly? No, I didn't. Whoa, dude. It's Christmas season. Relax. Well, that's what you were asking. So Um Did anything else happen? Anyone have anything else? Fascinating. Yes. I beat Grant in the fantasy semifinals to move on to the championship, and it feels really good. Grant will not win the league three years in a row. Yeah, it's true. My only uh, statement, not that people care, is that I was going to win, in line to win. I had basically the whole Dallas Cowboys team, but they had two defensive touchdowns and an offensive lineman touchdown. And if any of those two... Three got dispersed to any of my players, I probably win. 
but you don't bank on two defensive touchdowns and then pulling your starters early in the third quarter. <laughs> Dallas also scored 56 points. I don't think I could have expected them to do that either. Oh, before, uh, I guess after our episode 50, before 51, I did go to Chicago for the weekend. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fun. It's been that long. Chicago is, as they say, a very windy city. Uh, it's true. It actually is. It's, it's no joke. It's like colder than here because of just how it cuts through you. Um, went to a museum of illusions, which was pretty sweet. I don't know. I'm like a little child and illusions just break my brain and they fascinate me. And I was having a blast there. And then had some good pizza, some Lumonati's pizza. And then went up pretty high in the, uh, I think it's called the Sears Tower now the Hancock I don't know it's one of those two they changed the names and it used to be one of the tallest buildings in America but now it's like probably 10th or so still very high up pretty cool experience uh just like all the views of the city but yeah didn't get to see any sporting events there because there wasn't really any going on you flicked the bean (laughs) (laughs) I did see the bean uh tell us what you think about it I hate the bean I think it's stupid but I've also it also wasn't my first time seeing it. I just think like it. I will say this: it did look cooler at night. Like the reflections uh, with the lights and stuff look kind of cool. I just think like of all things, attractions and cities and stuff, it's definitely way down there. But I'm also kind of down on like sightseeing in big cities in general. Like I feel like I'd much rather go to like a natural park, a national park, or like somewhere warm and like go to a beach than like go see like cement structures. If that makes sense. You also said that you uh, you like illusions, and the bean is kind of an illusion. The bean's a mirror. <laughs> oh. Mirrors are illusions. Evan, you, did you tell your bean story on the podcast when it happened? I was back in September. I'm sure I did. It's a good one. I feel like I remember it. You just The man wanted to see the bean and was willing to... Uh, if there are any costs paid yeah. straight cash to the Uber driver, <laughs> any length of time. Um, and then I guess outside of that in the world of like sports is related to Alex and I's break that we had was that COVID's kind of taking over a lot of stuff now. Like Evans Red Wings haven't played in forever. I'm pretty sure. Um, and the Pistons were trotting out 10 day contracts. A team is starting 10 day contracts and they lost 144 to like 108 to the Spurs because of COVID. So, the fo- football, fingers crossed, is holding on. Um, if people wanted us to break down the potential college football playoff COVID things, I don't think we're going to get into that because I would rather not have to worry about it until it happens. Let's just hope none of those like strict things happen because that would be a nightmare. Um, briefly, though, the sport that is going on, NFL. Evan, I'm curious, with the break in college football, have you tried to get back a little bit into the NFL over break or not as much? Oh. Unfortunately, I have. Uh, I watched the entire Thursday night football game. Unfortunately, <laughs> which he has. <laughs> which was I watched the, the uh, Thursday night one. The Titans and 49ers game. Oh, yeah, your squad. That game sucked, too. Wow. You put watched yourself through thing. that game. Watched the entire thing. Um, I watched the, both Saturday games, like basically all the way through. So I, I watched the entire Lions game. That's gross. I didn't do that. Uh, um... Yeah, then since I have Dish at home, we don't get CBS, so I can't watch any of the CBS games. No, you're not missing. Well, do you like Romo? Uh, I forget where you, how you go on Romo. 
I don't mind Romo. I think he's intelligent. He's a little out there, but I think he needs to like go back to him like breaking down the plays, and he'd be better. Yeah, agree. Not just, just predicting every out. play. I I would love for him to predict every play. Now he just like shouts out and screams at Jim nonstop. Whoa! Yeah, I don't know, Jim. <laughs> that sounded pretty good. I mean, I think people make fun of it all the time, but yeah, that's a go-to move. But yeah, I was curious because. I noticed, like, you know, with the break in college football and I guess, you know, the, not to chop the bowl games too hard. I don't get super dialed into these early bowl games at all. So the NFL, like, makes its presence known again. And we talked probably on episode 50 or 49 about picking a team for the rest of the season that the Lions are out. And I believe I landed on my team, but it's a little bit risky. I'm going to walk you guys. So for those that don't know, Alex is a uh, lifelong Chiefs fan. He's actually more of a Chiefs fan than a Lions fan. Um, and honestly, At this the, point, sure. The same could almost be said about Evan's Titans fandom. Oh. As he's holding on to uh, the, 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 you, the People team might be saying that with Derrick Henry out, Evan may not be as big of a Titans fan. It hurts when our best player's injured. Come uh, on. It's true. Dante Foreman kind of looks like Derrick Henry. Anyone else think that? Um, I think he's nowhere near as good. I didn't <laughs> say that. I said he kind of looks like him. He wore um, red arm sleeves, and I was way against it. So I'm going to run through briefly here and give some explanations on teams and how my thought process went. So I would like to wait until these teams have clinched playoff spots because of this long season with 18 weeks in the seventh playoff spot. There's a lot that haven't clinched, um, more, more so in the AFC. Like, no one's clinched except for the Chiefs. Uh, it turns out the Chiefs were not dead <laughs> nice. early in the year. Feels um, good. So NFC, Packers are out, just can't. They're a division rival. Sorry, Marissa, can never be the Packers. Just can't do that. Cowboys, I don't really like Cowboys fans. Oh, I was telling Alex this the other you day. You can't be a Cowboys fan. I don't like Cowboys fans. Like the America's team BS, like, no, they're gross. The Rams, I, that just feels, that'd be a logical, like, no. Lions fan thing to do. But I kind of went anti, not anti-Stafford, but, like, I don't know. I kind of want a higher draft. After how bad he sucked yesterday. Um, he got the win. Who cares? He was horrendous. The Bucks. The Bucks. Who care? That is a hard term. The Bucks. Uh, too bandwagony. They won last year. Cardinals do not seem like a good team to attach my wagon to. Right now. Uh, so what? That's the top five, and then the uh, the bubble ones there. The 49ers are kind of interesting, and the Eagles are kind of interesting. But again, two. They just don't really stand out. Uh, Alex hates Jalen Hurts, but I kind of like Jalen Dude, Hurts. he's the worst quarterback in the NFL. Uh, did you watch That's, the Saturday game? Uh, he didn't play in the Saturday game. Exactly, because the worst quarterback is in Baker. Cleveland. Well, Actually, hey, take that back. Heineke? Actually, Tim better. Boyle. Actually, Tim Boyle is actually Tim terrible. Boyle is bad. Well, watch uh, out. That's TB12 you're talking about. Evan's Dude. brother, Wyatt. I hope you listen to this. Tried to tell me a couple months ago that Baker Mayfield was better than Patrick Mahomes. So, Stir in the pot. Just uh, if you hear this, Hurts is worse. I, all right, there's there's quarterbacks worse than Jalen Hurts, but watching him, he just makes boneheaded plays all the time. He's not a good at throwing. He's a very good athlete, and he can run the ball well. He's not a good thrower. Yeah, but that's part of being a quarterback, you know. I don't think he's the worst quarterback in the league. That's over dramatic. When we, get, when we get through week 18, we're going to have to go back to our Jared Goff or game to see how opinions have slid. Because Heineke's doing all he can to be ranked lower 
below golf. <laughs> After last night, Evan, that was pretty bad. I didn't watch a second of it. I just kept on. You're lucky. I actually kept on tuning in. The only way that I knew what was going on in that game because I was tuning into your guys' fantasy matchup. I was so intrigued. I was cheering for Grant for a comeback. Oh, I love that, Evan. This is, I was trying to that mount the impossible. I was trying to mount the impossible. <laughs> the first three uh, drives the way were that perfection. game started. I started full blown panic. I told Grant congratulations at the end of the first quarter. <laughs> um, Chiefs can't do because Alex is. Titans can't do. Evan is. Bills, I don't know. Last year's team. For oh, you. yes. Bills were uh, last year's team for me, so I cannot repeat. Colts are too boring. I don't trust Wentz. Patriots is kind of like a bandwagon because they've been a dynasty. Wilkins um, team. Ravens don't have a healthy QB. Herbert lost the Texans. And You're so Joe Burrow. the jump roll is I am a Cincinnati Bengals fan the for Bungles. the rest of the year, baby. The Bungles. Who would have thought? Um, now There was the, a time where this podcast thought that was the Lions' best chance to win. Uh, that's true. I did. Mm-hmm. I really did think it was the best chance for them to win at one point. I think I called it a must win because it was the Bungles. Yeah, you did. Now, with all this being said, they have not clinched, and I'm a little worried that I'm going to have to pick a new team in a couple weeks because they're going to miss the playoffs because they play uh, good timing here. They play Alex's team, the, the Chiefs. Chiefs, at 1 p.m. on Sunday, and then they finish at the Browns, which will probably be for like making a playoff spot. Uh, I'm sure teams can lose and they can still get in, but I'm a little worried with the last two games that they will miss the playoffs somehow. But I'm hoping with my fandom that it'll carry them to a wild card berth. Oh, probably a division championship berth, but they'll be playing on the first weekend. And hopefully one playoff win I can give the Bengals. Doesn't, with the new playoff format, doesn't everyone play in the first week or are there still buys? The number one seat gets the buy. That's why I'd be number Just one. The ones. So, yeah. So it used to be the one and the two, right? And I, simple explanation, I uh, got to see every snap of the Bengals game, and it won me over, like 525 yards. Uh, Evan, your fantasy quarterback and receiver, I think it was a 49-43 output in our league, which I've never seen from like a wide receiver-quarterback combo. Uh, I'm sure Mahomes Five and Hill. Five weeks too late, but, you know, whatever. You're not going to finish last. It will not finish last. I could have just started those two, and I would have beat who I was facing. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. For his entire team. Really? Granted, I don't think he looked at his team all week because he had three players, two, three players. He had at least two players that didn't even play a snap. So, <laughs> who did you play? I played Drew. Oh, he was te- he texted me about his lineup this week, so I'm surprised he just didn't do anything about well, it. Well, DeAndre Swift didn't play since we all watched. Um, yep, he was in the starting lineup. Oh my gosh! Uh, Levi started. Uh, it's got James I, I don't know how you do that. You are in the semifinal of your league's like a chance to win. I was like my championship. You're in the semifinals. He would have lost anyways, but I mean, come on. And your brother did it too the week before the playoffs <laughs> to make the playoffs. He did. He started a guy didn't play. Yeah, I just, guys, what are we doing? <sighs> That's good stuff. But uh, yeah, my team is the Bengals. Their skill players are sweet. And uh, hopefully their defense does enough to be impactful in the postseason. So we have our NFL teams decided for the rest of the year here. And well, I guess we'll actually, Grant, you're not a real fan. You're just like a fill-in fan. You have no. to have merchandise to be a real fan. Okay. Just, uh, that, that's the rule. We made the rule like five years ago. So you'll have to get like a hat, maybe a maybe some gloves. I don't know. You got to get something. But I'm really, I'm really good at like <laughs> diving, diving into... <laughs> 
all the team fan accounts and whatnot. Like, I'll know more about the Bengals and some Cincinnati fans here in about a week. Um, with, with all that, unless anyone has any last weekly stuff, uh, we're going to dive in some bowl matchups here because the new year is closing up. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but it, the buzz for bowl games, I forget every year how much of a hit it takes. And even it feels more so this year because the team I root for actually made like one of the more meaningful games of the year. And like, I need to like use the, these weekdays to hype myself back up for college football season. Cause it feels like it was just gone forever. Uh, it's, it kind of sucks. I wish they could change it, but they probably will never cause of exams and whatnot. So I don't know. Anyways, Michigan state versus Pitt is the first game we will discuss. Uh, that is the number 10 Michigan state Spartans. Oh, they're number 10 in basketball too. That's really simple. Look at that. Minus two and a half point spread uh, versus number 12, Pittsburgh. Over under is at 56 still on FanDuel. I think with these bowl games, there was a rowdy debate going on in our group chat right before we started recording about opt-ins, opt-outs, injuries, COVID, um, all that kind of stuff. And that's where we have to start with bowl games. So would anyone like to, you guys can tag team together the who's in and who's out of the Peach Bowl. Kenneth Walker's not playing. Kenny Pickett's not playing. Yep. Uh, Crouch and Hunt unlikely to play. Brantley, I think those are more not playing. Yeah, those are all three of them. I think those are all like injury related. I don't think they're like yeah. There could be um, some smoke on Crouch. Who knows? Yeah, we also thought he wasn't going to play against Ohio State, and then. Then he just changed and last minute and popped there. in. So maybe it he will didn't really matter though against Ohio State. Um, no, no, it didn't. Jalen Naylor looks like he probably will play. Jaden Reed will Reed probably play. Looks like he will play. He's at uh, least practicing. Horst, Hurst, however you want to pronounce his Questionable. name. Questionable. Questionable. Probably unlikely to play. I uh, see. I went. I went off of like this website called teamrankings.com. It was like the best website I could find that listed them all and had updates. They said uh, Barrow is still questionable as well. Yeah, I think he's hurt. He probably won't play. Yeah. Uh, Pitts on, yeah, you said Pickett was out. And I then think their starting corner is also out. I The name is blinking be. on me right now. I have two. They had someone. Yeah, their corner opted out. Yes. Oh, yeah. gotcha. So, and then I have two receivers. One is questionable. He doesn't really play. And then the other one is Taser Mack. He is their third in receiving yards. He's sitting out, opting out. But their – the Blitnikoff Award is the wideout award. Yeah. Um, Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison. He, he is playing. So He is playing. Oh, that's shocking. So I they're think he's, uh, I, he might be getting a little court. pressure from Narduzzi because Narduzzi was asked a question during well, the press conference. Well, he told Pickett not to play. Like yeah, but Narduzzi doesn't like – when like kids are announcing that they're going to transfer, and then they're still playing in the bowl game, he says he doesn't think it's a good deal. When, Is like, that we kid have, transferring? No, I'm just giving you a point where Michigan oh, State has no. like eight or nine guys transferring from the team, but they're still going to play in the bowl game. Some of them, I don't think they're all still of them. on the bowl game roster. I should say that I don't know if they're going to play, but they're on the bowl game roster. Yeah, I know Michael Dowell's not playing. I saw that today. Dowell, oh. Gravely Jr., and there was one uh, more. AJ Kirk. Ricky White, obviously. Yeah, Ricky White. That was the, those were the three. You know Cal Halliday's playing. That dude don't miss anything. He's a freshman, so he has no reason not to play. 
Um, so with all the, the the missing, obviously the the if you were gonna make like an ESPN headline graphic, marquee graphic, it'd be Kenny Pickett's face and Kenneth Walker's face with both those guys out. The question I was curious for you guys is is a fan of Michigan State is like what are the main things you guys are watching this game for, like outside of your obvious like fandom, just out of curiosity. Like what are the things you're looking at as a fan uh to like get interest in this game? The running back position. Is someone from this year's playing group going to be a starter next year? Is it going to be a transfer? I think that's uh, something I care about. Is Elijah Collins going to like be the guy again? I don't know. We'll see. I would say the secondary. Have we fixed anything in the secondary from the last time we played? Uh, yeah. Not in the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's going to step up that's younger that we haven't seen really play that much? Yeah, are we going to get some freshman, like, bowl game breakouts? That'd be cool. Yeah. Ken Coleman, that'd mm-hmm. be cool. I think that secondary point is what I'm most bummed about because I was curious to see how the secondary could, like, have grown and looked against a Kenny Pickett caliber quarterback. So I think that's the most bummer as an outside fan. I think what I'll watch, I mean, I'm going to watch, just kind of a loser in, like, Big Ten football and, like, the team in the state of Michigan as well. Like, I, like being in the know when I talk to my friends about the games. Uh, I, I always find the physicality of the game interesting in these things. Like, how tough is the ACC's interior compared to a Michigan State interior? Like, as boring as watching the offense and defensive line is, I'm curious to see how that translates. So, like, we saw Michigan State play Miami, and I would say both schools kind of beat up each other. I think Michigan State ended up being more physical overall in that game as they wore them down in the fourth quarter. I'm just curious to see how that matchup goes against, especially like a, I, I imagine a Pat Narduzzi head coach team is going to be decently physical. Like they're not going to be soft, even though it is the ACC and they like to air it out. But I'm curious to see how his defense looks um, against the Michigan State front would be me my kind of angle that I'm watching. They do have a top 10 run defense in the country. So, I mean, they're playing the ACC, so I don't know if that means anything. Yeah. But they are going on a new offense coordinator, new quarterback, so. They do have a lot of wrinkles going on. New new OC for them? Yes, their offensive coordinator left in Nebraska. To be OC in Nebraska? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mark Whipple. Oh, what a name. Mark Whipple. Whipple. Uh, so yeah, the quarterback's name, his name is Nick Patty. This is what I gathered on uh, P-A-T-T-I. I'm just assuming he'll start. He had the most attempts behind Pickett this year. He's thrown the ball 14 times. So he's confirmed will start thrust into the uh, limelight with 14 attempts so far this year. I did not watch any tape on the kid. I just looked at his stats. I think he was 12 of 14. So at least he completed passes. I have nothing other than that. It's like when we kind of get we we tried to guess about Penn State's quarterback, and then Clifford ended Clifford up starting, played. so it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys think Xavier Henderson or Jade and or Jane Reed will come back? Guarantee that one of them will. Wow. I don't know. Capital G. Uh, Henderson said today he's considering. Didn't want to talk about it. I don't. I think personally it would make sense for Jaden Reed to come back because I don't think he'll get drafted. But that's just what I personally think. I would draft but, him late know, if I was a GM. No, you're not. Should be. 
He should get drafted, but I don't think he would. Evan, what do you think? I think both of them have a good chance to come back. Xavier Henderson wasn't in the senior picture graphic that we tweeted out. He's definitely strongly considering coming back. And I'm sure he's him. getting po- pressed to do it. Well, he said it today in his press conference. <laughs> it just sounded so convincing the way you said it. Well, well I think he would be like, yeah, I'm leaving. Like Connor Hayward is declared to leave, and Henderson did not do that. I think Reed is different because I think if you would have asked me this like week five, week six, I've said he would have been gone. Yeah, I agree. But now, now everything points that he's coming back because he's practicing. He hasn't opted out of the bowl game. True. So, but maybe he's in in his mind. Maybe this ball game is his last chance to prove something. So, Mel yeah, Kuyper's, maybe if he has a monster game, he could he could dip. Mel Kuyper's number one returner on the board, though. I mean, how do you how do you pass that up? Because I think he wants to go to the NFL as a receiver, at least try to. I mean, he could definitely improve his stock with a full year, with the focus being on him and Naylor and not Kenneth Walker and. I don't know if you guys know this, but Reed and Thorne went to high school together, so they might just like no, playing with each other. Really? <laughs> that could be a factor. They might like playing with each other. Maybe. Anyways, the what was the other thing I wanted to ask about this? I derailed Our my keys own, to the game. I derailed my own self. Yeah, one key that I'll just piggyback off of what Alex said earlier. I did not know Pitt had a top ten run defense, but it makes sense because I did look up. Um, their game logs and nine of their 13 games they've held their opponent to less than 100 rushing yards which is very impressive really good when you say that out loud nine of 13 less than 100 yards it's pretty not easy to get 100 yards but i'm gonna say it's kind of easy to get 100 yards sometimes rushing the football well Uh, kenneth walker rushed for over 100 yards in almost every single game yeah and had multiple 200-plus games. And then they averaged 21.3 points per game given up, which is 41st out of 130 in D1 FBS. So point scoring defense is about is above average, obviously, by that number. Um, but it's, it's interesting, alarming, that 9 of 13 less than 100 yards. So that is going to be interesting to see how the uh, committee – of Michigan State's backfield in the absence of Kenneth Walker does. And also, I hope I don't see Jordan Simmons. Guy sucks. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, wow. That feels bad. That feels terrible. Well, he runs straight, can't break tackles, and he doesn't do anything. North juking. and south, baby. That's, like I said, it's flag football. North and south. Into the, is he misses the hole, north and south. Like he just runs into people. And also, maybe Connor uh, will play running back again. <laughs> He apted out. Uh, you said that. No, he's you? playing. Oh. He's playing in the bowl game. He's just he's going to the draft. Afterwards. Oh, I see. Well, I guess we'll continue with this. Is we'll call this the nine out of thirteen segment. I also found, um, ironically, that in so you're thinking, okay, they're stout against the run. They also have done solid against the pass because in nine of their thirteen games, they've held the opponent to less than three hundred, uh, three hundred passing yards or less. So 9 of their 13 less than 100 rushing yards, 9 of 13, 300 passing yards or less. So pretty balanced, I would say, because if you give 300 passing yards or more, that's kind of like a decent decent game through the air kind for a quarterback. Of, it's kind of a lot. Yeah, so 9 of them, 
they've been held that or less. So that's that's pretty solid overall for their defense, I would say. ACC champs, they're no slouch. No, and they really did handle Wake Forest in that game. Beat Clemson, even though lost they're in a down year, they still lost won to like Miami. Games. So what I want, true. So what I want to hear from Evan is his like a positive. What what positives he sees for Spartans? Uh, what their offense could look like against this pit defense, and how they're going to look without the man, the myth, the legend, K nine. Um, I think you see a little bit more Thorn running the ball a little bit, and I think it'll probably a little bit more two back systems. Where a little bit multiple on the offense. <clears throat> and then early, I see just quick passes get comfortable and then finally pour it out. Um, you also had a month to prepare, so I wouldn't doubt seeing two or three trick plays. But I think this is Love like that. a time to like showcase Thorne, how much he's grown throughout the entire year, how much we take it for granted because we have Kenneth Walker when Thorne's been stable. I'm I'm getting uh Evan thinks Thorne is gonna be Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills vibes. Like we're QB running. He's he's gonna run for a hundred and He's not gonna run like that. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's not gonna blow over NFL linebackers. Pitt has NFL linebackers? N- no, I'm ugh. anyways. This game's giving me Washington State holiday bowl vibes. Mm. You guys celebrated that one hard. Yeah, we blew them out, won 10 games after winning three. It was sweet. So you think it's going to be Ryan Lewerke threw all over Washington. No, I didn't say that. I said Ryan Lewerke threw all over them. Uh, so Peyton Thorne, I feel like he's going to do the same. Hmm. Yeah, I can see. It. I mean, my my opinion on the matter is I still, fi- I still like Michigan State in this game because I believe that as good as Kenneth Walker is, Kenny Pickett is more important to Pitt. And Kenneth Walker is in Michigan State. I do forget that they don't have their best player. So it's like, I don't know what this Nick Patty kid's about to look like against Michigan State. Uh, defensively, before we get to it, because I do want to ask him about his, his plans for the trip. Um, Pitt's only two losses on the year came when they ran for 75 yards or less. So that seems like a key to the game is stopping their running attack, with especially without Kenny Pickett. And then there was also two other games they had where they ran for less than 100 yards. So they do not have a great ground game. I think their leading rusher has like 500 to 600 yards in that range. So no like real bell cow. And Michigan State's defense has been pretty solid against the run all year. So I think that bodes well for you guys. Do you guys kind of see that the same way? Like let's go to the other side of the ball, how Michigan State's um, collection of defense could look against this question mark Pittsburgh offense. Pressure the young and an inexperienced quarterback. I think you should uh, you should really hone in on that. Make him uncomfortable. Kid gets uncomfortable in a big game. He's only thrown the ball fourteen times all season. I think it could get out of hand if you can if you can rattle him early. Nick Patty does not get uncomfortable. He's a I'm cool just customer. gonna guess that he might he might get a little uncomfortable. I'm just still nervous for Addison because you can still just give an athlete the ball in space and he can do whatever he wants. I mean, Agreed. this dude had. 93 catches, 1,500 yards, and 17 touchdowns. Best wide out in the country. Did have debatably the best quarterback in the country throwing him the ball. Yeah, but at some point, like, almost any quarterback could get him the ball. Like, yeah, he's I'm good still player. nervous about that. Like, I think you have to 
follow him, somebody shadow him, then a safety over top of him nonstop, and then make anybody else beat you. If you don't do that, then Addison, I think, is still going to torture you no matter what quarterback's throwing the ball to him. Yeah, it's um, what is it's Jahan Dotson, David Bell vibes out of that yeah. kid. So like, it doesn't he can just kind of do what he wants in the secondary. Yeah, he'll probably have like if this if he was like a fancy option, he'll probably have like twelve catches and like twenty targets. I'm guessing that kid's just gonna rely oh, yeah. on him so much. I do believe Mel Tucker is Coach DB's all bowl practice because we don't He's have a still DB's coach right now. He's so still with the team until after the uh, after the Peach Bowl. Tillman, Tillman and Piegler are still with the team until after the Peach Bowl. I know Piegler is. I didn't know Tillman stayed. I thought we kind of like told him to leave. He's going back. He's from like that area. He's from down south. He played at Georgia Tech. Corner. That makes a lot of sense. But yeah. If Mel Tucker's coaching the DBs, I'm, I'm He's had two- more of a hand. I saw that in the media guide as well. I'm seeing two interceptions then, if that's true. Cool. I wonder who it'll be. Probably your guy, Marky Lowry. Probably <laughs> five picks. Marky Lowry's the gift that keeps on giving this holiday season. Yeah, I don't think he's that bad. I, I actually don't know. He, I see him on special teams. It's hard. He's hard to not miss. He's hard to miss with he his hair. He's got long hair. Played really bad against Ohio State, but you know, got to give the guy a pass. Hundred percent. Really like. Getting juked 10 yards yeah, away. Yeah, I mean, Ohio that. State is a juggernaut. There's no way they're not in the playoff, right? <laughs> Victory lapping. Yeah, obviously. You saw, I mean, hand up. I still, like, watch replays of Michigan Ohio State game every weekend. So He does it every Sunday. What a freak. I like to tune in different parts of the game, you know. Evan knows. Evan respects that. He, Evan loves Evan is classics. a game I watcher. rewatched the Michigan-Michigan yeah. State game on Christmas Eve. As you I watched should. the Rose Bowl on Christmas. Yes, I did. T- uh, no, Christmas Eve, I watched it. Or Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah Christmas Eve. It was on BTS. It's fun. Um, it's not that fun. You know what <laughs> happens. <laughs> I know it's more relaxing to know how like you don't s- sweat the bad plays. Um, I think my favorite part is sweating all the game out. <laughs> no, it sucks. Evan, so before we get to predictions, you are traveling to this game. Uh, I would say you're up there with one of the most traveled Spartans on the year of going to games. I, that feels right. You've been to a lot of road games, a lot of stories. The, the fans will be looking forward to your return. So what's on the uh, – lay out the itinerary for us going into this thing, and then we'll have a good sense of the recap when we get back. Um, with Cody and Drew, Mitten Money Podcast be 50% um, well represented there. We're leaving the 29th, so we're leaving on Wednesday. All day travel, get up early, do all the fan fest, maybe go to the college football Hall of Fame in the morning, and then probably bar hop, see the scenes, catch the fan activities maybe. Uh, And I don't know what time we're going to the game. Game's at 7. Game's at 8. 7. Nope. Atlanta's the same time, Eastern time zone. Yes, they're directly south of Michigan. Just, you know, just had to make sure you never know. Yeah, they like right are on the border there. Wow, I did not know that the college, Chick-fil-A College Football Hall of Fame in Marietta, Georgia. Or no, Air, the Atlanta, team Georgia, is there Marietta, right now. Marietta Street. That's pretty sweet. That could be cool. Yeah. Then uh, break down your New Year's Eve. 
I mean, that is a when I get back. Are we gonna have a podcast before that? Because you're gonna be in on your New Year's Eve adventure. Oh, he's no, saying he's gonna I, recap all the festivities when he gets when back. When we get back. So you're you don't want people to know what you're doing. He for doesn't New want Year's paparazzi Eve. to follow him to yes. city to city, all right. dude. All right. Evan's Alex, gonna be New in Year's Orlando. Eve is Friday. New Year's Eve is Friday. Game's Thursday. Correct. You guys coming back Saturday? Cody's coming direct back. words to me were, we'll see how we're feeling. Might get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Might get crazy. Might be that kind of weekend. Might be, uh, yeah. We'll be in Nashville. That's where we're going. We're going uh, to Nashville dude, for Don't New tell Year's people. Nashville. If you want my autograph, come find me. I'll be at the free concert. Probably somewhat blacked out. <laughs> Nasty Nash. <laughs> If you want to find his exact location, if there's anything, a bar, a drink, a photo, anything involving Jason Aldean, there's a good chance Evan's within five miles of it. Or I'll just give you his location if you ask me for it. Go ahead. Give you, it to the people. Go find they deserve him. it. You have to bring girls for him. Whoa, <laughs> dude. Yes. Carrie Underwood. A nice wingman would be nice down there. All right. Yeah. So it's been a while since we've done it, but predictions... Do we do must-win meters for bowl games? No. Well, you can. It's just not going to be a must-win for me. It's a bowl game. A new category called It'd Be Nice to Have for the bowl. It'd be nice to have. Um, It'd be nice to have. Yeah, I'd be happy if we won. I would not cry if we lost. Who wants to lead off predictions? Anyone? 34-28 Michigan State. Wow. 31-25 Michigan State. 38-17. That's, what, that's where I wanted to go, but I didn't have the balls. Yeah, I kind of forgot Kenny Pickett wasn't playing when I just read mine out loud. You, would you like to change yours, Grant? No, because under over, if you guys couldn't figure out what I was doing, under over is 56. I just over put under. In, boomers say under over. I, didn't, I meant to say over under. But I just put uh, <laughs> the, o, the O-U dash uh, was 56. 56, so I just... Did fifty six and then worked out thirty one twenty five. I don't even know. I don't even know how you get to twenty five in a football wow. game. To be honest with you, my score was fifty six. Did you mean to do it? Nope. Did not mean wow. to do that. I'd like to change mine. Michigan State thirty five, Pitt twenty eight, and the over cashes. Twenty eight points from uh, Nick Patty. Good for that kid. <laughs> All right. Now to the next bowl game involving fruit, as Alex told us about. Uh, in just in case anyone goes back and like tries to add up my math, I did it completely wrong. I'm still under. I'm gonna have to go more points. <laughs> Forty-two to twenty-eight. That's enough points. Wait, thirty-five plus twenty-eight isn't more than fifty-six. Thirty-four plus twenty-eight was. You just, you just, I. I was all over. 30, 30, 60, 64. Yeah, 62. I was already way over. I don't know what I was talking about. Yeah, dude, can, can you get it together, dude. man? I'm drunk. I worked in like mathematics. I have COVID, dude. Give me a second. <laughs> All right. So the Orange Bowl, which features, which is the day after the Michigan State game. So to keep your calendars in order here, uh, it's the night game. I think it's like 730. Probably won't start until like eight. Number two, Michigan, which is now at plus seven and a half. Versus number three, Georgia, over under 45, which gets into the Big Ten football buffet range of a game. The health report for this game, I will kick us off. It really starts with the Georgia Bulldogs in this one. 
Um, the rumors were flying before your Christmas dinners that George Pickens, uh, who was a star receiver for them, who's missed a lot of games this year, and JT Daniels, Evans, the quarterback Evan Hopes plays, um, got COVID. Turns out Pickens is rumored to be a false positive. He did travel with the team. I looked up his stats, though, because it's like, okay, how much of an impact will he make? He was really good his freshman year, pretty solid his sophomore year. He's only played in two games this year, and he caught two catches for 41 yards against Alabama. But the talent is undeniable. It's off the charts. So uh, I would not be surprised if he had a huge role in this game because now he's gotten a whole month, basically, to get fully healthy. And then it turns out, I believe JT Daniels is in quarantine. He really did have COVID, and he did not travel with the team. But he will likely clear protocols and be able to fly down but i'm gonna basically go ahead and say stetson bennett is gonna start this game and play most of it uh foreseeing any barring any injury or setback like that like i don't i don't know how involved jg Tannels is about to be and then on michigan's side um there's reports they got the whole booster shot as a team and from what i see outside of ronnie bell who was hurt in week one everyone is good to go i don't think there's any lingering injuries unless something gets something happens in practice this week so that's where we're at going in. Obviously, COVID is, I think they were talking, there was an article on ESPN about how Georgia's being really cautious because like Miami, as we know, we went in September, can be a COVID hotspot because people like to live free down there. So I think everyone is doing their best to avoid people because of the strict college football playoff COVID rules. Um, but that's basically the health report. Don't need much of that. I just wanted, I was curious, how do you guys see, is this, this has to be the biggest game in Michigan's football Michigan football's history, right? Or is it, could you nah. say maybe the Ohio State game? I don't know. I was trying to think like how big I should feel history, for this game. Probably not. History of Michigan? Uh, our life. Yeah, biggest game. Our 24 <clears throat> years of life, I'd say this is the biggest game. But I'm sure there's some boomers out there in 97 saying their shared national championship bowl game was more important. So, mm-hmm. uh. I don't know. It's a very important game. And in my life, I've never seen Michigan play on a stage like this. So it's the biggest I've seen. It is the biggest game they've ever been a part of. Um, Now you can argue, but there's a difference between the biggest game they've ever been a part of and the biggest game in their program history. Uh, I would say there's a difference there. I'm confused by what that difference is. I'm, in, I'm intrigued. I want to hear the difference. What is it? I do. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that. Like the Rose Bowl is like they didn't have a playoff. They didn't have like, okay, this is the national championship game. It was just, okay, the coaches say this is the national championship. And the AP said these are the national champions. That's why you have a shared national championship. There wasn't a national championship game. It became the biggest game in their program history. How about that? This because is the if biggest they lost. game. They, okay, okay. So the the Big Ten championship game. If they would have lost that, they would have been. Is this the biggest game in their program history? Yes or no? I'm starting to think. It, it, like I would say, it depends on if they win. If they win, I would say yes. Does that yeah, make sense? Still, the I would it's dumb I would question. Say, <laughs> it's a no, if they win this, then the national championship is the biggest game of all time. Yes. Yeah, that's no, what I mean. 100%. So it's just like, this is a stupid question. It's very important. Yeah, I think what I've been struggling with is because of the break. I'm not, I don't feel the nerves. I don't feel like the big game juice, but I think it'll start to this week. 
Uh, but I do think as it gets closer, I'm going to probably put this game up there in my fandom as life. Because it's hard. Because with pro sports and outside of football, which we haven't had, like, okay, we'll do some power rankings. This game, I'm going to be more nervous for than I was Lions versus Cowboys in that playoff game. Um, it's probably honestly closer than you would think, though, because NFL, like, Lions is so important. And it's just so big, like, to have, like, your whole city team be that good. Um and there's they're no, never good, so it's rare. Yeah, yes. There's no singular game between the Pistons and Tigers I can point to because, like, it probably is as nerve-wracking as important as those final series. Like, the World Series was super important and nerve-wracking, but, like, you can't point to a single game because there was no Game 7s in those. And then I would Stanley say... Stanley Cup final Game 7. Yeah, I just... That's, that's on me. I'm just not... I'm not... I don't fully appreciate the wingdings in the, in the hockey life as much but i do uh, yeah being like locked in for it i would say this is just slightly it's going to be similar but probably slightly elevated since it is football and that just gets the juices flowing more than when michigan played louisville and villanova it's probably that level i was just gonna say national championship basketball or the the final four semi i mean no because like national championship basketball equals semi-final football playoff like that's about even it's like that not to me no no i think of the final four for both sports are right on the same for me. All right, that's fair. Football. I'm a, ba- I'm a big basketball guy, so that true. makes sense. True, that does make sense. So that's that's the stakes. That's how nerve wracking the rest of the week is going to go. Um, I'd like to dive into then our kind of keys of the game, some X's and O's of what we're seeing. Do any of you want? We'll key us off with that. You can go Georgia. You can go Michigan. You can go whichever way you want to go. I just have a question. I love it. Do you think Michigan will be able to run the ball like they did against Ohio State? Bully ball style, where they just are blowing them back and getting four or five yards. And then having Um, third and twos all game long. Personally, I'll answer before you do. No, I don't. I don't think they will be able to do that. I don't think they'll be able to get as many chunk runs against Ohio State. I feel confident saying that. They had a couple ones where they, they busted like 16-yarders. Corum had a 50-yarder. I do think, though, like they can three and four-yard them to death. I don't think that's out of the, out of line. Like I don't think we're going to all of a sudden see a bunch of tackles for losses because that's just something they haven't really done all year. Now I know this Georgia defense is different, like different, different. I've been like diving into that today and getting like scared, which – not really scared, but like just I'm ge- I'm going to have like the proper respect for this Georgia defense going into the game. I don't want anyone to get that twisted. They are an absolute unit. <laughs> you think it's gonna? What do you think, Alex or Evan? Do you think it's gonna be like? I answered. I don't think they'll be able to run the ball. Right. You think That's it's not be, the formula to beat them. Do you think it's gonna be like less than a hundred yards rushing for Michigan? I think it'll be like. No, I don't think give, it'll give be less than hundred yards. Give me a second. Because. I think Harbaugh is stubborn enough to not let it get that far. I think he'll run so many times. Yeah, if they're not there, he'll get them there. But until like unless the game's like out of reach, then you have to throw again like back in the game and like that notion. I but. think they'll be around like the one to one fifty range against Michigan State. They ran for one forty six. I feel like that could be similar. I was looking at that. That is that's by far the game Michigan threw the ball the most. They had forty eight pass attempts to thirty four rush attempts. Yeah, the blueprint was to beat Michigan State through the air. So I mean, and Harbaugh still tried to run it a bunch. 
I definitely don't think their yards per carry will be as high. If you look at Ohio State, it was 7.2 yards per carry, and Iowa was 6.2. I think it's going to be closer to four. Yeah, you're going to cut that in half. Yeah, it's going to be closer to four. Alabama ran for, uh, what, like 115? They ran for 115, and Bryce Young had 40 yards on three carries. So Alabama could not run the ball on Georgia at all. They also couldn't run the ball in LSU either, but whatever. Alabama's still good. I know. I, I've been thinking, like, I kept saying, like, what can I take away from the Alabama game that I can try to get from Michigan? I don't think there's much because Alabama is just, like, there's a huge talent gap, and they have a completely different quarterback than Michigan brings to the table. So I don't know. Like, do you – how did you – what do you think, Evan? Do you think there's anything – because everyone talks like to talk about blueprints and game plans. There's not much from that Alabama game that we can pull, right, for, like, Michigan's hopes. Throw no, the ball 100 times. The offense is just so different. Like, you, you could say, oh, we have to throw the ball, but, like, obviously, like, almost a no bleep moment, but your athletes aren't the same, and your passing game is completely different. They don't have Jamison Williams and John Mechie? No. They Mechie got injured in that game. He still had... 97 yards receiving and a touchdown. Okay. I'm just, I was just asking. I, 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 yeah, I'm saying Michigan's athletes are not compared to Alabama's athletes. So, what's uh, the blueprint, Evan? Give me the nitty gritty blueprint then. What, what do they have to do? This is going to, Blake Grant said this can be Big Ten gross buffet. You have to generate turnovers in, in short field goal, like not short field positions. Sense of Bennett can't throw outside the numbers. That's what I've been told by you. Yes. And then you got to, like, when you get matchups and man to man, you have to utilize it no matter who the wide receiver is. I'm not saying you're going to get big plays, but like chunk plays, like 10 to 15, 10 to 20 yards is what you're going to find. Like Eric All, he's been one of our matchup problem I mean I think you have to utilize the play action pass and then you have to get your athletic running backs where you can get a matchup problems with the linebackers out in space you might not be able to run the ball but getting your running backs carry not carries but like touches because I think Edwards and Haskins are your two most athletic guys on the field yeah I agree with. But, I mean, then when you speak it as like a uh, unbiased or completely biased, I you look back at the games and when was the last time Michigan was called for holding on the offensive side? Never. Not not really much this year. They haven't been called for an offensive holding since Harbaugh said something about the refs after the Michigan State game. Did he Is that a legitimate fact? Did he? Did he get look it up? Did he? Uh, I don't know how to look that up. But did he scare people? It sounds like he scared people. He did have some theatrics after that loss. It's going to be difficult to run the ball. Kate McNamara has to play mistake-free. And I don't know if this is a game to where you throw in J.J. McCarthy. I really don't think this is it. No. Evan's been anti-J.J. all year. He has a strong arm, yes, but who has the greater risk of turnover? J.J. J.J. does. J.J. So, positive. I mean, you compare Cade McNamara to Sense and Bennett. I think Cade McNamara is a little bit better than Sense and. This is not Bennett. a this is not a flashy quarterback battle. 
that's what you're looking no. for, you're not going to find it here. You have to watch a 3:30 game if you want to do that. Yeah, Op- if you want to watch good quarterbacks. Opposite side of the coin, though, in the two, last two games we've seen him play, Kate has thrown a pick in both games, and they still won them with a decent comfort level. So I do have to remind myself that an early turnover is not the end of the world, although it might feel that way against Georgia and might turn out to be against Georgia. But I will you should remind, remind yourself, too, that Iowa is a disgusting opponent. Okay, and let's just use the Ohio State example. <laughs> Thank myself feel yeah, Just get, that, get the Iowa game out. They're horrendous. Um, I do want to do a little deep dive, a little intelligence for Michigan fans or fans that don't really have, haven't watched much Georgia. So what makes their defense so good? I was doing, I was looking into it today. They're like pretty, pretty balanced overall. Like it's not top loaded anywhere. Like that's why, like the, the stats you see aren't eye popping. They're just all so good as a unit. So their linebackers are going to be NFL talent. The main one everyone knows is N'Kobe Dean and then Channing Tindall. Those are uh, Nicobe Deans are like leading tackler. He's a freak. I think he's number 17. You'll see him everywhere. He just flies around. And then they're basically their line is uh, comprised of Jordan Davis, who wins, wins all the awards. He's, he's big 99. You'll see him everywhere. And then Devontae Wyatt and Trayvon Walker. And Walker, I guess, is who one of the biggest like NFL prospects he's is projected to be as him. So like that three-headed monster up front allows like those linebackers just to run run rogue and like the like I was reading like basically if Georgia wanted to they could drop eight and rush three and still get enough pressure on you to like survive like that like they they have enough push with those guys that they're okay and then also they have a safety who's a very hard hitter his name's like Lewis Sine C-I-N-E and he's second on the team in tackles so he's going to fly down in the box and make plays I I wrote to myself to try to trick me to trick myself into finding one spot uh and i think i've heard rico beard from 971 had a georgia uh beat reporter on and i guess the only weak spot you could nitpick would be the cornerbacks of this defense so that could be your chance like i've been talked about if you do get a one-on-one matchup maybe just take the shot and see if a guy can make a play that's basically your only hope on the outside like that um but i'm sure they're very good cornerbacks like if they're still at georgia but i guess if you're going to nitpick this defense that would be the one place but maybe maybe you uh, nitpick that or you try to exploit that with outside <coughs> runs and try to get people in space to make them tackle. So that's why Georgia's so good. And they give up 9.5 points per game is the average on the year, which is just crazy to say out loud. Like it's like, it's insane. Hus- it's historically good. Um, I'm looking now cause I was looking at opponents. They haven't given up 200 yards rushing to anyone. The highest they've given up is 161 yards on 39 carries 4.1 per carry to Florida. And they beat Florida thirty-four to seven, but I never think, close. I guess if you're looking at the running game, you would try to like see what Florida did a little bit to emulate it, and hope you play cleaner football and have better defense than Florida. But that's what you're looking at that wise. I mean, and then the only other team that averaged over four yards per carry was Alabama, and they just have their number essentially and have the, the guys. But they still didn't have a crazy rushing day either. What this comes down to ultimately is we will find out if Michigan's offensive line is truly the best unit in the country or as good as they have been built up to be, they just want, they won the Joe Moore award for best offensive line in the country. Like is, is the Stardust real? Is Zint- I mean, they are real because what they did to Ohio state is real. Like that's, that happened. They, they abused Ohio state. Are they good enough? Are they, are they three to four, 3.5 to four yards per carry enough against this Georgia front to make it so it's not all on the offensive 
the passing game shoulders. That's the biggest question. And it's boring, but like the trenches is clearly, I think, where this game will be decided. It has to be. Well, I think we should just get into uh, what you think is going to happen, Grant. What's going to happen in this game? I think – I do think Georgia is going to struggle to score. I don't think it's going to be easy for their offense to move the ball, and that's what I'm selling myself on as a Michigan fan. Like, I don't think – I don't trust Stetson Bennett. I, they don't have a DeAndre Swift as well. Like they have a kind of committee deal. Obviously, they have talent in that room, and I think they have three good running backs. Their offensive line is is going to be really good as well. But I do trust Michigan's defense to get off the field enough and not just get like bullied down the field. Um, and if they do in the first drive or so, I do trust them to like make an adjustment or do something different to to maneuver so they're not just getting bullied. Okay, and then on the Michigan offensive side of the ball, I see, I see the kitchen sink on offense. I think they they are going to. You're going to need Haskins. So here's the thing too: is like Haskins is one of the most physical runners in the country. So he's going to be. He's going to give it back to Georgia when they hit him. Like I, I'm not worried about Hassan Haskins looking like a child in this game. Like I, he is going to go at people and he's going to deliver some blows and also get some blows from these linebackers of Georgia. So that's good. He's going to he's going to fall forward. Like he's that's just the kind of runner he is. And then I'm hoping my hope is there's enough pieces of using Henning, Donovan Edwards, Corum, and Wilson on the edges to keep the Georgia defense honest enough where it's not that you just can just stack the box and stop the run. And then like Evan said, uh, I was reading a great article. If you want to know more X's and O's um, on the Athletic, no no free plugs, but free plug. Nick Baumgartner was breaking it down great about website. how. How some of the teams that have had success against Georgia, the minimal success, have been when you utilize your tight ends well in the running and passing game. And I think Michigan sets up well to do that. Um, specifically, he mentioned how like, you can get these gung-ho Georgia linebackers so sped up to stop the run that you can run that great tight end delay action that Michigan has had success against Michigan State, Nebraska, um, a little bit against Penn State. Like You can run that action to get some chunk plays. So I'm hoping they can do that. That's kind of the X's and O's and how I see this game going. Um, and I'll save my actual score predictions, you know, for the end here when we, when we go, but that's how I see this game playing now. I do think it's going to be a pretty close game. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I hope not. I'm probably more hoping than expecting, <laughs> honestly. Interesting. You think it's going to be a blowout? I know it. And it might be, it might be. It might be a, it might be a uh, eye-opening look into SEC football. Well, let's get to it. What are what are your predictions? You guys can go first. Evan, lead us off. Twenty-three thirteen, Georgia. Thirty-three thirteen. Twenty-three thirteen. Oh, twenty-three thirteen. Uh, any reasoning? Just or that's just it. Um. You just try to Georgia's whisper something is, to us, Grant. Georgia's is bigger, faster, stronger. I think that defensive line is going to give them problems. It's no defensive line they faced all year. Um, and I, they're not going to be able to throw the ball like they did against Michigan State. No, uh, and Kirby no, they're Smart not. is still the second or third best defensive mind in college. So we'll see. 
Uh, just the only thing that gives me hesitant is, is Stenson Bennett. And I think he, he will keep Michigan in the game. Their offense will probably keep Michigan in the game. It's just a matter of Michigan making enough big plays to overcome it. I think uh, Michigan's defense will keep him in it for a while. I think George is just going to try to pound the run eventually. I think they'll be able to. I mean, Michigan State was able to run all over Michigan. Um, they do have uh, – like the best running back in the country, but Michigan State's line isn't, you know, top 10 in the country. And they were able to get some push. Uh, so I think Georgia will be able to get some push. I think Michigan hangs around for a while, but I don't know. I feel like everyone's writing Georgia off because they lost to Alabama. There's a lot of, based on our Twitter, I guess, because it's all Michigan fans. So that's mainly why. But uh, Georgia's still really good. They blew out every team they played except Alabama. They, they didn't even have any close games except Clemson week one. Played nobody. Um, I'm just kidding. I love that narrative, though. You can say that. You, you can sorry. say that. I'm That's fine. Kidding. But you still beat an SEC team 62 to nothing. 41 17, 43 to 6, 30 to 13, 37 0 to a ranked Arkansas team. I mean, God, that Arkansas win's pretty impressive. I mean, they didn't. Arkansas didn't even score. They didn't even look close to scoring. So I'm going to go Georgia 31, Michigan 14. Hmm. I just don't I, see Michigan's offense doing it. But based yeah, on be, that, I can't be wrong. Based on that, I would like to clarify uh, from this Michigan fan that I thought Georgia losing to Alabama is even worse for Michigan's chances because now they have a whole month to kind of be pissed off about the egg they laid and they like have more they have more desire to win this game to get that rematch with Alabama no disrespect to Cincinnati I just don't see you guys winning that game uh, I'm a fan of your NFL team so lay off me um, but and then also I have a question before I give my prediction because I just have so many X's and notes running through my head the, the, the buzz out of the Georgia base that I'm seeing through Michigan people and I believe they're not just lying Georgia's viewing Michigan as Kentucky does that feel right, or does that feel a little disrespectful and a little dismissive of the Wolverines? I think it's a fair comparison in the sense of who they've played because Kentucky just runs the ball. They don't have a, a throwing quarterback. But no, Michigan's much better than Kentucky. Oh, I see. You mean like play style. I see what you mean. Style-wise, yeah. that makes sense. I don't. I think Michigan's much better than Kentucky. I think they would beat Kentucky. Kentucky's not a bad Kentucky, team, though. Michigan's defense is a little bit better. Yes, they both run the ball, but I think Kentucky is a little bit different because they have a little spread Levis, quarterback as well. Levis runs more, yeah, um, but it's still run principles, I guess. Um, if you're comparing one team to another, don't get don't get caught up on it and get bit in the ass because those two teams are not the same. No, I don't think comparing teams ever is a great idea. I've, I have a feeling Georgia fans are feeling pretty like cocky going into this game i'm not saying they shouldn't be but i do feel like their fan base probably we just need to roll through michigan so we can get our shot at alabama is how i feel like they'd view this this situation and honestly the, as well they played they have every right to be because the only reason they're ranked three is because they lost more recently um i just i'm trying to like in these games you try to picture things that like have to happen you try to visualize like okay this guy needs to do this or things like this need to happen as cliche as it is i do think special teams will probably play a big game big role in a tight game like this, and I feel confident in Jake Moody. I don't know how their kicker is. 
Um, Michigan's return game has been solid all year with AJ Henning, assuming he doesn't, you know, muff any punts or anything that is devastating in a game like this. I just feel like as much as it might be to ask, it's like, I need Michigan's going to need the fr- freshman skill players like Donovan Edwards and maybe even Andrew Anthony to step up. Like we saw Anthony had this massive game against Michigan state and he really hasn't done that much since. And it's like, those guys could play or Edwards for sure could could play in the SEC. Like they would be recruited by SEC schools. So you need the guys on your team that have that ability to like show up in games like this. And then it's just like, yeah, it's just the more I think about it, it's so hard to picture Michigan's offensive line, like actually standing up and moving Jordan Davis, like yards backwards. Like I feel like the most you're going to get like a win is just getting a wash. Like if you guys just both stay at the line of scrimmage, like he doesn't move you, that's a win in, in, in your book. So it's going to be, uh, like I used to talk about how the phone book, like it's going to be like some outside zones. Like you've got to get on the edge and try to get around people. Oh, one thing I forgot to say about Georgia's defense, kind of interesting note, when you look at their sack leaders, their leader is at five and a half, I believe. And his name's Adam Anderson. He was suspended in November 17th and hasn't played since. So they have adjusted to life without him. I don't think he'll play. It was an off the field thing. So that does help in the grand scheme of this, that like when you look at their sack leaders, their number one guy, he was freakishly good, is not going to play because he messed up something off the field and hasn't for months now. So that is uh net positive for Michigan. Um, Let's hear this victory prediction, Grant. Come on. You're dragging I'm, it out. Are they going to win the football game? People are going to call you frauds if you say they're not. Well, why would they do that? That's just, they come to this for unbiased, objective reporting. I think only one person's going to call him a fraud. <laughs> Brad. I do, I do think that Michigan will win this game. I'm ready to be hurt. I'm ready to be let down. I'm ready to be made a fool. The way I see it getting done is a 24 21 Michigan victory. Could game be Jake, field goal? Could be Jake Moody. 34? At the buzzer. Is that what you just said? 24 20, like, 21 I just think it could be it could be a moody at the buzzer it could be uh they score and then they need to stop and they get a stop because I just I think it's gonna be close because I don't think Georgia's offense is is the cat's ass like I don't I don't know I there's a there's a there's arguments to be made on all sides of the ball of like it's going to be new for, for both people. I would give the slight edge to Georgia because I think um, Alabama's a better football team than Ohio State, and I think that they have at least seen that so they know like what the cream of the crop can look like. And I do think the first quarter, Michigan's going to have to hang in there because it's going to be some adjusting. Like They're going to be like, oh, God, like Jordan Davis, we have not faced a Jordan Davis. No disrespect to Simeon Barrow. Um, <laughs> no this no disrespect Davis. taken. No, <laughs> like, so that it's going to be an adjustment, but I think they can hang in there and weather the storm. So that's my hope. Yes, I will be, I will not. So th- for those out there, this is not some house money situation, at least from this Michigan fan. I am expecting to go in and, and hoping and willing and rooting for them to win this game. It's not like, oh, I don't really care what happens. At least they made it this far. 10 of the 14 semifinals in the college football playoff era have been blowouts. 10 of, 10 of 14. Semif- Semi-final games usually stink. And usually the team blowing out the other is the team that is better coached and, you know, the storied program. Typically how it goes. I feel like this one's kind of a toss-up, honestly. I don't know. Jordan's been there. Kirby Kirby Smart's been there. Kirby Smart's solid, but I don't, like, view him as, like, 
the elite tier. Well, I saw a tweet from a Michigan fan that gave him like the edge in every single category, but one of the things they said was coaching. You think Jim Harbaugh is better coach than Kirby Smart? You think he's who's game planning better? Who's going to have the better game plan? On Harbaugh's, Saturday, Harbaugh's, or Friday, or Saturday. Harbaugh's done, done more in his overall career. Like you talk about big stage, the dude coaching the Super Bowl against his brother, so he like knows big games. But again, you go college football. Kirby Smart's had a better resume. He's got more talent. Who's going to have the better game plan? Michigan. I ride with Mike McDonald. Used to work at Georgia. That's a storyline. That's a good storyline. I just remembered that. I'm going to say Tom Lanning's head's already in Eugene, Oregon. He doesn't know. Only at night, at he week. said. Oh, really? He did say that? Yeah, he said he works on Oregon at night, Georgia all day. You want some, like, just classic coach speak? Josh Gadd said he was blown away by the Michigan players in practice today. said it was the best practice of the season. Whatever. So. Michigan State had the best practice of the season the day before Ohio State, and they lost by 70. Mel Tucker is also an assistant coach for Georgia this week, it sounds like. He's been talking to all the players yeah, what, and coaches. what is this with Evan? What, what is this with Mel Tucker just he hates laying Michigan, out the blueprint? And that's why he's Everybody our head coach. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. Like I'm fine with Mel talking to like Kirby, you know, but Mel like can, he doesn't need to be talking to like he doesn't need to be chatting with the players, you know, like hey man, just uh, That's school. lock up this guy like this. Well, Michigan fans quit worrying about if it's a, like a NTA violation. Like worry about yourselves. Like you have like, the bigger game. Oh, like, don't worry Michigan fans are worried oh about Mel Tucker being there and talking to them. He didn't go there yeah, either. He just talked on the phone. Like everybody, chill out. He's two and zero. Oh. He's two and zero oh against Michigan. Of course, we're worried yes. about him, dude. Until He's until going Michigan to beats him, wreck that program for years to come. It's going to be a great battle for years to come. No, it won't. Domination. Well, the good the good thing is if Michigan pulls off a um, magical title run, then I'm fine with it for the next 10 years like we talked about. You guys can just dummy us every year. I hope they just like fall into an abyss and never win a game again. Before we do our just last year's resolution, can we just talk about how – like I would joke in the beginning about how when we started this podcast, everything started coming up Michigan sports, but it's kind of getting crazy now. Like what does 2022 have in store? for us like i'm fully prepared for michigan state to be in the final four in basketball like that will happen that's happening well, michigan has blew to. the first final four that we had the option way to go guys yeah true it could it could have been better but michigan basketball i mean the pro teams michigan haven't made the playoffs yet no i think we might see first two of them up. in the playoffs next year yeah tigers yep. are making the postseason and the pistons got the first pick which was unexpected they were up there for best At first time ever it hasn't happened in the lottery era Yep. So are we the so, reason? I hope so. Then I can will Michigan losing. <laughs> what? You want please. me to pretend like I don't want Michigan to lose? You want all those um, hype video notifications in your phone for a national championship hype video. You, w- you know you want them. The, I'll the mute blue, my phone. The, the blue wall, I thought you baby. made a, a semi or making a semifinal video. Yeah, I haven't started on it. A little behind the scenes. Make sure you guys like, retweet, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're pretty sweet. Uh, um, go dogs. Last topic. New Year's resolutions. They're cheesy, but I'd like to hear what you guys do. Uh, we got, so we got a personal do. angle and personal angle and a sports <laughs> angle. Would anyone like to start? Sure. I said for my personal ones, I had three. More mm-hmm. sleep. Feel like I don't sleep enough. Never gonna happen. Not gonna happen. No chance. Uh, less fast food. Probably not gonna happen. Yeah, that should happen for you. What? Seven. <laughs> I'm not obese. Oh. I'm not saying you are. Taco Bell. Well, we can't see. I you should from, probably limit my Taco Bell eating. Down. It can't be good for my dietary system. 
And uh, last one is less phone use. You know, you, everyone says it. It's just not really doable. It's not. I'm trying, but I don't. It's going to be tough. Do you want me to do my sports one especially after when, you guys? Especially when you're part of a uh, podcast with thousands and thousands of followers. Well, I, what I need yeah. to do is turn off all of our social media notifications because that's just goes on all day long. Mm. That's the problem. And really, I'm just addicted I, to my phone. How about that? Guilty. Uh, I think, yeah, save the sports one. We'll come back to those. Evan, me or you? Uh, I don't care. All right. I'll, mine's brief. Mine is I'm going to try to start running in the morning. Gross. Ooh. I bought some. Uh, yeah, I know. It is, sounds gross to say. RIP my knees. Hopefully they last. But I bought some running shoes with my Christmas money to uh, try to start this habit. And I'm committed. You're committed. I know you're going to start this because you went out of your way, bought running shoes. Yep. A financial oh, hit yeah. is, the, is, the, is the biggest way to start something. So starting it in the winter, too. It's going to be great. I'm loving it. <laughs> All right. How about you, Evan? Uh, I wrote down a couple. Like Alex, I also wrote down uh, limit phone use. Nice. TikTok, man. I just love it. <laughs> uh, hey, I yo. Down, hey, yo. Um, bing bong. Uh, I wrote down stay ahead, get ahead. So like work, hmm. um, you know, quit waiting for like the last minute like kind that. of thing. And then every single year I don't say the same thing. I say, uh, work out, you know, stay healthier more. And then things happen and you just don't. Um, so I'm going to actually try to stick to a routine. Um, this past semester or last five months have been pretty good. So we'll see if we keep it up. <laughs> I'm thinking like full body split here or like chest and tries, back and buys. Just like going a routine of like getting to the gym four or five times a week. Not really. God, the four to five oh. is so difficult. You know, three, it I is. can hit three pretty easily. <laughs> I, you get to I Thursday and Friday and you're like, oh my God. You know, I just don't think I can go. I'm a little sore today. And then it's and, Monday. Then you find every single excuse. Then you find every single excuse to not go. Yeah, and then it's Monday, and you're like, oh, I went three times for this week. And you just do the same thing. Because yeah. honestly, yeah, if you don't go from Thursday through Sunday, it basically undoes everything you did like Monday through Wednesday. Right, and Thursday to Sunday is when I just don't want to go. Trying yeah, to go on Sunday is one of the most difficult things of all time. It's awful. Yeah, especially when the Lions are so good and they're must-watch television. You know, it's just... Oh, another personal one. I just thought of something. Ooh. Win more bets. Nice. Yeah, that would be cool. See, see the board clear. I really, yeah. really need Michigan State to win the Big Ten in basketball. I really need it. Ooh. It's my only bet for the for 2022. <laughs> and you'd like to win the fantasy football championship in the, in yeah. the new year. Yep, I really do. One once. See the waiver wire clearly I've won this twice. Week. I've won once in the auction era. Um, okay, now sports ones. Let's go the same order. So, Alex, you start off. Uh, I said I need to, in order to be an unbiased national analyst, I need to get rid of my Michigan State and Michigan bias in all my takes. It's really impossible. It really overpowers. Impossible. <laughs> I gotta say some stuff that I just I'm saying out of spite. That I I gotta stop doing that. Like for example, me saying Iodasumu was better 
what was not as good as Rocket Watts. I mean, that's just clear Michigan State bias, just complete bias, and that's one of my worst takes of the year. This is like a. This is more ambitious than like Gandhi trying to unify his country. You it's know? not like going to be easy, but you know, I think it's attainable. Starting right. with why I, I like think Georgia's going to win easily against Michigan. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but no, you're a JJ guy, so that that kind of counts. You're you're getting there. I think JJ would help them. Yeah. Um, my big sports one is it's kind of two parter, but one that I've already talked about on the show before. The first one is to not count out teams so early in a season, because the one that comes to mind is like in the NFL this year, the Chiefs. You know, I thought they were dead. Five and seven. Kurt thought they, they were dead. dead. Other Not people me. did. A lot of people thought the Chiefs were dead. Um, so I'm trying to use this currently right now with Michigan basketball. I've been telling people, you know, like they they got talent, they can figure it out. So I'm just trying not to count teams out and jump ship now for Butler basketball. They're doomed. Their season's done. Don't even don't even need to watch <laughs> biased reporter. Butler's dead. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I'm trying not to count teams out, and I'm also trying to remember the golden rule, which applies more in college sports rather than pro sports, but still sometimes in pro is that. When a team has true desperation, expect good things from the team. Desperation leads to the most motivation you can have in sports. When, t- when the backs are against the wall, that's usually when unexpected things happen. Case in point, Michigan's football season this year. Mine is be more optimistic. Great one for you. Mm. It's really important. Don't be so negative and turn to uh, <laughs> negative first. Let's see the positive outcomes or think of the positive outcomes first. You know, actually, um, you should just be full neutral, Evan. No positive, no negative. <laughs> I don't think I can be neutral. If we're going to be male um, disciples, I'm, I'm, we need to be neutral. No, I, I'm either one side or the other. I'm usually all negative and a little positive or I kind of think neutral. Uh, so I may be more positive or try to be more positive. Would be stunning. Uh, yes, it would be. And I would, I would argue you've done a pretty good job of that in regards to Joey Hauser this year with Michigan State basketball he, looking at the bright spot. I love Joey Hauser, though. That's I am not, leading the Joey Hauser fan train. Like, you look at this train, train. that is driving down the tracks. I feel like I, the word choice was... will be conducting it. I am singing out, like, the driver's view and just waving to all the fans to hop on board. I won't. Yeah. There, that's, Polar Express. There's my biases getting in the way. I just won't get on the Joey Hauser train. <laughs> Don't care if he ever is good. Um, I'm not going to count out Joey Hauser yet per my New Year's resolution. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Evan, maybe he'll get hot in March. While you're here, is there a reason that you uh, just told me and Grant basically to F off about our Premier League teams? You, were you just in a bad mood that day? What was going on? I think I was. I was just in the completely just. I just said, hey, you know, <laughs> Grant and I's team's doing well, basically. And you're just like, don't care. I, don't watch. I was just in <laughs> bad mood, I think. Wow. To be fair, no one really cares about Tottenham. I get it. They but... don't. But I just didn't expect Evan to be that hostile. Just like, don't care. It's like, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. December 20th. So you're Monday out on morning. are you out on the Premier League? Uh no, I actually watched Summer Chelsea's game yesterday. Forced Ryan to watch it. Good to hear. Didn't know after nice. that text if you were uh you're out. Get no, Ryan get Ryan get Ryan and the rest of the squad to pick a team. That'd be fun. I think Ryan is his dad. Yes, I was with my dad yesterday and not 
Oh. Good <laughs> call. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was aware. How's the mall today, Evan? Uh, super. Same as last Monday I went. Super, yeah. super spreader event. Yeah, I guess you could say so. Alex, you're just you're just in a bad place because of one experience. Well, I was had. the super spreader, and I feel bad about it. Do you guys want to just really briefly just any thoughts on players opting out of bowls? Because yes, there was an off. There was thoughts about that in a group chat, and maybe you guys could articulate them more clearly on an audio form. I think it's okay to opt out for the following reasons. One, you're a one through three round draft pick. That's mainly my reason, yeah. And then two, if it's not the college football playoff, so if it's any other bowl game. Personally, I'm a Rose Bowl guy, so I would want you to play in the Rose Bowl. But I can understand if you were to opt out of that as well if it was not a playoff game. But if you if you have high draft stock and there's just no reason to risk injury, Kenneth Walker is who we're referring to mainly. And I'm on that side. I'm sorry, Grant. No, yeah, yeah, I mean you go. I'm you on go. that side as well, but I do see like some side of the other people saying, you know, this university kind of gave you the platform to build your brand and that stuff and now with the nil deals and like well you had a chance to risk injury all year but you played um you're playing for different things throughout the different year pursuit of a championship yes um and then like i just want to be like play the fence here and then i also see like sometimes people are upset with like the timing of the decisions you know now you're getting into like game week um, where you probably knew the decision in the back of your head like a month ago. Um, why didn't you just make it then to move on from it? Um, game week is a little tough. So I just see both sides, but I i don't think it's selfish. I think it's okay. I understand why they do it. If you asked little Evan six to eight years ago, I would have called it selfish because you weren't seeing it happen. It is new. Uh, it's a newer thing. Yes, and I, it's only going to get newer. The boomers are um, probably way out on this. Well, absolutely. Uh, so you have a chance to make millions of dollars. Like the 32nd pick in the NFL draft last year had a signing bonus of over $5 million. A signing bonus of over $5 million. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty nice. I mean, the ESPN loves strategy. And so, like, they talk about like every single bad thing that's gone wrong in everybody's life when you get drafted. And so, like, $5 million can impact a family greatly through, through life. So, I understand. Yeah. People can call me a boomer if they want, but I think players should play. <laughs> hey, somebody has to be on that side. But I'm not going to be I've like... I've heard Grant say the opposite before, so this is this is eyes op- eye-opening to me. I've, no, we've had I'm this not, conversation. Well, I'm not going to be crazy about it. I, I understand why they do. I don't think they're selfish for sitting now. I just think you should play. Like, if as a competitor, like, I, I would play. If, if I was in a situation and the, the one part that doesn't get talked about enough and obviously it's like worst case scenario, but assuming you go to a big enough school, like a power five conference school and you're someone even as Jake Butt stature, like you're, you know, I would like to think your university will take care of you if something this tragic happened to you where you couldn't play again. Like I would like to think that if something were to happen to Kate, Kenneth Walker, like, God forbid, in this bowl game, if he did play, 
like a booster like a Shiba or someone would step up and make sure he still had a great life if he didn't end up making the money he thought he would make in the NFL. That's in the worst case if you can't play in the NFL. If you get an injury and your draft stocks hurt and then you still prove yourself, it, it works out. But I don't know. It, it, yeah, I, I don't blame people for sitting out, but in my core, I think they should play, and it's disappointing when they sit out. The only other thing I'll say is I think it is different for running backs too. They have a low like NFL life expectancy to begin with. So, you know, hurting like tweaking a hamstring in a bowl game could you could be all the way out on the NFL. Yeah. It's also f- hilarious. What sparked this today is the oh, I guess the Ohio State Rose Bowl opt-outs dropped. And then like you guys know that big game boomer account on Twitter, they always do these yeah, like jokes and stuff. They yeah. They, yeah, they did like a big list of all the players in the NFL, like big names that haven't, that never opted out of their final bowl game. I guess trying to make their point of the argument. Like it, it works both ways. Probably all of them, basically. Huh? Yeah, it's just like it's a who's who of like just massive names in the NFL that ended up playing their last bowl game to their point. But it is funny having to watch what's happening today is a case of Ohio State fans. Like they're always so good and always made the playoff that they didn't really have to deal with all these opt-outs and now they're like what do we do about it like oh do we get mad do we get do we get upset so it's kind of funny to watch them squirm not having like they haven't they've been spoiled they haven't had to like deal with this because in the playoff everyone plays i mean if you play a like boise state you're not an nfl talent and you're a senior and you opt out then i think you're just a straight up loser but that's that's quitting on your team that's completely different but in kenneth walker's situation he should opt out, and I'm okay with it. I wouldn't say should. I don't think he I should, think it's but I smart understand why to he opt out. He gave everything to this program for one season. It might go down as like the, one of the best players in our entire program history. Everything he didn't give a bowl game appearance. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm being, I'm just being a dick. I'm being literal. <laughs> and honestly, I don't, I wouldn't like put it out past like Mel Tucker to tell him maybe you shouldn't play because after the Penn State right. game, he said he wanted to play the bowl game. So yeah, he's, no, he's definitely being advised by hundreds of people not to play, not just Joe Schmo. Not a Sparty fan two five two on Twitter. No, I mean he, he has a he opinion. has a family to think about too. <laughs> All right, uh, with that bull talk, that'll wrap up this show. You can follow us on Shot of MS on everything, everything being Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook to see posts of when the show goes live, graphics, uh, videos, cut-ups of the show, how to listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, depending on the platform. Um, subscribe, follow it, rate it five stars. I believe Spotify is doing a rating system like Apple, so uh, hop on that wagon and give us some five stars on there. I think we have a lot of Spotify listeners, honestly, when I look at the numbers, uh, like a decent percentage of them do Spotify. And then, yeah, rate and review, and then submit any questions you'd like answered uh, whenever you'd like. We'll just cycle them through the show. Um, With all that being said, cheers to close out episode 52, which is kind of weird. I don't know if that means we've been doing this for a year. We have not. This is is 52. We did not just record our first episode like two days after Christmas last year. This is Yeah, I know. It's it's in the middle of January. We got like a month away. We're like a month away. I think the drafts made it. Yes, the snake drafts added up. Yeah. I think I think yeah. realistically we're at like forty eight. We'd have like a month left. Anyways. Good point. Good point. Cheers. Right, cheers to fifty two.
Cheers. And to to a happy new year. To a happy new year and some big football games. To the NBA. Evan. <laughs> 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 that was just for you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs>